welcome to Conversations with Achievers. I'm your host, Robert White. I'm a mentor to owners, executives, and their teams, and CEO of Extraordinary People, LLC. I work with people that want to create extraordinary business performance with less stress, more joy, and more personal fulfillment. So sit back, relax, and prepare to learn from your peers as we explore what it takes in terms of attitudes, habits, and behaviors that achieve extraordinary results. Results for yourself, for your family, and your community. Hello, Robert White here, and welcome to Conversations with Achievers. It's a delight to have you all with us, and uh, I'm excited about today getting to know another entrepreneur and uh, CEO. Nicole Grinnell is with us, and Nicole, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you got uh, to Boson and, and uh, a little bit about what Boson does. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me today, Robert. Um, so Boson is a full service staffing company. Um, we like to think of ourselves really as a boutique or white glove staffing because we have a passion for business owners. Um, my background was in small business. My parents owned a small business. I transferred those skills into corporate life. And so I have a unique idea of the burden and responsibilities that bringing in team members takes. And so we've translated that now to what Boson does, which is able to staff at every level and every stage of business. So we've been in business for six years now based out of Atlanta, but serve coast to coast um, and just love our business owner clients and learning from them. So uh, is there a, a type of business that uh, is more likely to be interested in your work? Uh, you know, at, at what are a stage of growth? Is it full-time, part-time people that they're wanting to secure? Uh, you know, hiring today just seems to be a big challenge for many, many people, including many of my listeners. Absolutely. So that's a great question. So what makes us a little unique is that we're able to staff um, really every industry and at every level. So we have our first line of service, which is really kind of that remote fractional. Some people may have heard of like a virtual assistant. Um, we're beyond that in that we do operational bookkeeping, marketing tasks, um, as opposed to just assistant. And then we can serve as an outsourced recruiter for that small to medium size that maybe doesn't have an HR or recruiting department. Um, we do flat fee recruiting, which is a huge cost savings, um, but really allows that business owner to still have effective recruiting for their company. Um, and we do all the way up to the white glove, you know, direct VP, C-level um, recruiting and headhunting as well. So every stage, every industry, we are able to bring the right talent. Well, you mentioned that uh, you've been an, an entrepreneur and, and, and in an entrepreneurial family. Uh, How did you get started in, in staffing? What, what attracted to you, you to that field? Yeah, so my corporate life was really as an executive assistant. So I was I was always kind of dabbling in operational HR, really could understand the financial burden that employees have, as well as my background. It was a unique seat at the table in that I was kind of hearing the complaints of employees that my parents had and things that they were desiring and wanting, and also sitting at the dinner table, understanding the burden that was put on that business owner. So all of that kind of, um, you know, accumulated to where I am now of understanding that, you know, a line I like to say a lot is that um, labor should be tied to revenue. So a lot of business owners think, well, it has to be this or that. 
And really there should be an option to be able to delegate as those needs are happening, whether it's either overflow or that first time hire. So I wanted to design a business that allowed any business owner at any stage to come to us and say, this is what I need help with and us have a model that allowed us to provide that to them. You know, I do not have an MBA, but I work with a lot of clients that, that do have that certification. And I've also done some research on kind of what works and doesn't work. What you just shared would be a valuable part of an MBA program that to my knowledge is missing from all of them. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I can't claim those level of education either. It really is kind of just street smarts of seeing, um, and that's how we actually came to be. And when I started the company, I thought, well, I'll be a virtual assistant. And within two weeks, I had more hours than I could possibly bring in. And that's when it really dawned on me. It was that light bulb moment of, oh, this is a need. And there are a lot of business owners, whether they're just starting out or they're at that stage where they're not quite ready for that next full-time hire, um, but there is work that needs to be done. And these business owners are drowning, trying to complete everything, or they're overloading their staff in it. So um, we feel like we hit a unique space in the market and, and given my background, have the ability to scale and provide that. Got it. You know, I uh, <clears throat> many of my listeners know this, but I've spent 23 years of my working life living abroad. Uh, oh, okay. in, in Japan, Hong Kong, and China. And uh, a Japanese saying that I like is my way to ease into a potentially an uncomfortable subject for you, but one that might really benefit our listeners. The, the Japanese expression is that uh, uh, you want people around you who would open the kimono, you know, the, the traditional Japanese dress. Yeah. Uh, and that is to share something and that maybe is not so easy to share. And uh, so I like to ask, uh, in your journey along the way, have you run into some potholes? Have you had some things that really didn't work well? And and how did you handle that? Those are great questions. Um, really, I, you know, I, I don't even like to describe them necessarily as just like potholes. I think everything is really a learning experience and we kind of evaluate everything, whether it's client management, whether it's a process, whether it's technology that we're bringing in is kind of like breaking it down and looking like, what can we learn from that? How can we prevent it? And what could we have done better? So, you know, we've been fortunate enough that we were nimble enough that we pivot very quickly. So we don't um, drive something that we know is not working and we have to go through a whole bunch of red tape, we can kind of easily identify that and move on. But taking those steps after every reset or recourse um, to really analyze that, it has protected us from future pitfalls, I would say. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, there's times you think I could have handled the situation better with a client or we could have no, you know, identified things that we needed to recruit it better for. I mean, we could have had harder conversations. I mean, there's multiple things, but fortunate, knock on wood, we haven't had too many things that are huge pitfalls that diverted us. Um, but we do try to learn from every experience as a team. Well, I think uh, it's certainly possible that growing up in an entrepreneurial household might have helped form that attitude for you, yeah, uh, which is a very healthy one. I yeah. assure you it is uh, less commonly held than you might wish or think. Um, the, the temptation to be a victim, to you know, fall oh, into yeah. a, a sad <laughs> space is a, a very 
big temptation for many business owners. And, you know, my statement when I'm working with the client is, uh, you need to get your power back. And uh, the way you get your power back is by taking responsibility. And what could we learn from this? You know, the, what did we do to create it? Which is really a difficult one for many business owners. And what could we do now to learn something from it? Make sure it only happens once. Uh, that that's a, an interesting question <laughs> for business people. Taking um, ego out of life actually makes your life a lot easier. <laughs> you're able to learn quicker. You're able to humble yourself quicker. You're able to be a better leader. You're a better servant to your clients. So, I mean, ego honestly probably has to be the first thing to go as a business owner because you think you were you went into this to be your own boss, but you are a um, master of none, slave to many. And, and so you have to quickly be able to get yourself and get your mind in that aspect and just learn from those mistakes and shake it off. Like, I mean, there's a level of optimism I think you have to have to be an entrepreneur um, and be able to quickly recover from those things. I'm on guard for uh, jargon and try to eliminate it from my life and confront other people when they use it uh, when I think it's inappropriate. But one of the words, and you used it earlier, that I think is has come into common parlance in business conversations today is pivot, that ability yeah. to pivot. And I think it's just uh, such an incredible, incredibly powerful tool for the leader's uh, toolbox. And if you look at sports, and I'm not like this huge sports fan, but I you know, I've played basketball, I've played baseball, I've played a little bit of football. And if you look at the people that are really good in those sports or tennis, they all have a tremendous ability to pivot physically. Yeah. It's, it's part of their physical uh, skill set. And in business, that ability to look at something and say, hey, this is not working. We need to shift. We need to pivot. Yeah. We need to look at things in a new way. I wanted to ask you about one thing, just going from uh, a, a bit of time on your website. You appear to be an all-female company. Is that accurate? Yeah, it is. We we do have a few team members that service our clients. I think we're up to two men right now. We don't discriminate from them. We love guys around here. <laughs> um, but yeah, internally, we are all women run. Well, well you know, my company uh, in Asia <clears throat> became the largest training company in Asia, and it was 80% female uh, because we needed people that could handle relationships and women generally are better. The other reason was cultural in that uh, most men uh, want to be able to go and tell their parents and then the parents tell the neighbors and the relatives that they're yeah. working for a big Japanese company. And we gotcha. were definitely not a big recognizable Japanese company. Gotcha. So we, got the, we found out there was this incredible population of talented women who were only being hired to serve tea and run errands and answer the phone. Uh, the other thing they learned, by the way, at that time was to clean the telephones every day. Oh, interesting. Very, very hygienic, actually, not, not a yeah. bad idea. But that was about the limit of what they could do. So these incredibly talented women were the ones that we scouted and uh, recruited, hired. <clears throat> and. But the thing that I did notice was that women uh, in organizations have a really different way of relating to each other than men do. And mm -hmm. uh, a part of it is I think men 
kind of grow up around hierarchy in a way that kind of works. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some things about it that don't work, but in an organization, it kind of works when you know who the boss is and things like that, right. uh, where women were in that need to uh, always be in relationship uh, tend to get sometimes get a little bit petty and uh, uh, personal uh, in a way that doesn't work for organizations. I'm guessing just by your just kind of your energy and spirit that that's been handled in Boson. Yeah, I mean, I, our culture is something that we really, really protect. And if you, you know, if you're not coming with a servant mindset in all aspects, I mean, you know, no one is above it, myself included. I mean, if we're all hands on deck, I'm in there helping with recruiting or whatever needs to be done. So I really did want a team environment. Everyone is pretty much not through any like training development, but just really out of necessity, kind of cross-trained in everyone's jobs so that if, if we see that recruiting is getting overloaded, we can come in and help with that. And so I definitely wanted that team environment. But again, back to my earlier comment, like we're not dealing with egos here. Like we're all here to serve and celebrate big wins um, and show up every day for our team members and our clients. Um, and that's just an attitude that we're not, we're not going to compromise on because it can, it can go south on you very quick. And obviously being an executive assistant in my former days, um, I can see where that can go with women and I, and I've experienced it myself and it's just not who I am personally and certainly not how I want my company to be represented. I get it. Yeah. Uh, that's actually good advice for our listeners and for anybody in an, or in an organization at, at any level. Uh, how about wins? What, what are you doing that, uh, what uh, really works for you and your company and that you think might be valuable to our listeners? Yeah. So I think, you know, it's funny, we're actually doing a newsletter right now for summer. Summer tends to be the time that, you know, businesses are slowing down, there's vacations. Summer is like my favorite time because it's a really great time to like have a minute as a business owner to pause and look like what the last six months have been, like where have been some pitfalls, where do you hear maybe, you know, complaints or concerns from your team, whether it's technology processes, um, you know, investing back in your people, whatever that looks like. But summer is an awesome time to really look at those items and set your next six months and the end of year up for success. Um, so I encourage everyone, and this is always the time that we preach this to our clients is like, take this time to really look at that. It can be so easy to just be head down and this is the way we've always done it, but it's really not working and it could be done more efficient um, and you could be serving better and bringing in more revenue. So taking those moments to really review that um, and then celebrating those wins with your team. We're a big celebratory um, <laughs> company. I mean, and it doesn't have to be big. A lot is just on team chat and celebrating and high-fiving and, you know, maybe sending Chick-fil-A out for one day, but Take that, take that time because it really makes all the difference in the world for your team um, and for you. I mean, it, it feels like an accomplishment as the business owner as well. So those would be my like, you know, nickel thoughts. You know, that celebration piece is, is part of uh, something I had to learn. Uh, are you familiar with Strategic Coach, the uh, group oh, coaching not. program? I'm not actually. Uh, I I participated for two years as a participant, not as a trainer. Uh, I, I've done a lot of different things for me or simply to check out the competition. And one of the things that I learned about me and, and, and from Strategic Coach is the need to celebrate. And the little simple 
example that they used was that with entrepreneurs, you know, we set we set a, a goal. It's you know, it's right here. And when we get to about right here, what do we do? Push it further. We that's right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we miss out on celebration. Uh, yeah. And that celebration is important to us, uh, just in terms of celebrating us and our contribution in the world. But it's also extremely important to our team mm -hmm. because they don't feel acknowledged when we set yet another higher goal. And uh, so I think that that looking for chances to celebrate, even in small ways, uh, I mean, I've always been grateful to Strategic Coach for learning several things, but yeah. that's, that was a big one for me. I mean, in my family, Nicole, the joke about me is that Robert was born in a three-piece suit. <laughs> you know, I can I can relate to that. Uh, you know, being very serious, very driven, very result-oriented. Yeah. And what I miss out on is that, you know, work is at least one third of a person's life. And, yeah. uh, uh, and also increasingly, maybe even unfortunately, but increasingly, it's a source of meaning and purpose for people's mm -hmm. lives. So we have to treat it as more than just getting the job done. And I can tell you, uh, you kind of come from that, that place uh, also. Well, if people wanted to be in touch with you or, oh, let's talk about your charity. Uh, involvement, because it's so important to me. Tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll talk about how to get in touch with you. Yeah. So um, it's actually a charity that my parents started. It's a foundation that primarily focuses on providing um, financial relief for the burden of adoption for couples looking to adopt. So they um, owned a medical lab and through that lab, they were seeing a lot about adoption and women that were, you know, having to decide whether to raise this child on their own or what that looked like. So that's really where the connection started. And then it morphed into understanding that really what was holding anyone back and especially young families was the financial burden. They, you know, we're not at a stage of life to have $40,000, $60,000 to adopt a child. So their whole motive behind it was really to say, well, if we relieved financial burden, would more people be able to adopt? And the answer, of course, is yes. And so they've been doing that now for 15 years, over 500 fully funded adoptions, which is just amazing. Um, and so when we started the company, that was really important to me to be able to give back um, from day one. So we have been supporting them now for six years. We actually run all of their um, you know, recruiting and payroll and have all of their team members run through BOSIN and at no profit to us, it's just fully comped and we handle all the logistics and then we're able to contribute as a um, operational board member as well and obviously attend their events. So we're very, very proud and excited to be that. And we actually just launched this year a program called BOSIN Gives which is any client that wants to come on board and wants to give a portion of their revenue back to Sacred Selections, um, they can come in through Boson Gives and 5% of all their revenue goes back to the foundation directly. So it's been an awesome, um, you know, evolvement of our, um, you know, ability to contribute there. And we've been really excited about it. Oh, that's delightful. And, you know, back to that meaning and purpose thing. I think yeah. people like going home from work and saying, that that something's happening beyond good service to clients. Something yeah. something makes a better world for all of us. Uh, as we discussed earlier, I'm an adoptive father of two. Uh, I didn't have a financial issue. I'm blessed mm -hmm. in that regard. Uh, but I uh, 
uh, I had issues with completing my own childhood. I had issues. They were special needs kids. Uh, yeah. Uh, Levi, we adopted at, at four. He had been horribly abused, actually mm -hmm. tortured. Uh, mm -hmm. Emily was born addicted to crack and has permanent brain damage and permanent behavioral issues. So uh, the what that brought me into contact with was the adoption exchange here in the West and then the Kemp Center for the treatment and prevention of child abuse and neglect. Mm -hmm. It's actually kind of the national headquarters for training therapists in that field and it's right here in denver colorado so if you wow. uh, if you go to their offices you will find uh, uh the walls covered with the art of uh the gifted japanese photographer yoshiaki nagashima we did a, two books with him one world one people and one world one child and in connection to those books and for promoting them we had created all these art quality photographs so Every time I go to, to the Kemp Center, I get reminded of that little, not a big gift for us. I mean, what do you do with 40 uh, big pictures of children right. after you use them? Right. <laughs> and, yeah. oh, so they're being enjoyed by the staff and the visitors to, oh, to the Kemp Center. Amazing. Yeah, it's great. Uh, but I think that having something like that, uh, mm -hmm. that is close to your heart for any business person, something that goes beyond just doing good work and that makes uh, our world a better place. And uh, look, if we want to slow down adoption uh, or slow down abortion, best way to do it is build up adoption from my point of view. Give, yeah, give, people, just, give everybody an opportunity to do what's right. Absolutely. And taking, I mean, so much has been done and I've seen it just in the 15 years of just even stigmas around adoptions and, you know, sacred selections is very big about celebrating the birth mothers and how much we honor them. So this is not, you know, everyone yeah. can get themselves in a situation that is not ideal. Right. And so we want to honor them and this choice that they've made and the sacrifice that they have. So I think the more that's done education wise, talking about it, you know, celebrating them, um, not bringing in that judgment that helps with all of those issues as well. And cash is a great uh, glue and enabler to uh, oil the machinery of adoption. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's oh, wonderful. Uh, please pass along my congratulations and appreciation to your parents. Uh, I will, for sure. I and, will. Uh, and as the Aussies say, good on you, mate. You know, <laughs> I love all the cultural ruts for it. I feel like really lame over here with just all my U.S. travel. <laughs> uh, well, if uh, if someone got, wants to get in touch with you, either about supporting the foundation or talking with you about uh, staffing issues, uh, what's the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, the easiest way actually to see about either of those is to go to our website, which is just bosunsolutions.com. It's B-O-S-U-N solutions.com. Um, and you can reach out on there. You can also learn more about sacred selections through the Boson Gives link. So it's a great resource. Well, last Friday, my nephew, Daniel, uh, retired after 20 years with the U.S. Navy. So I know what a Boson is, but yes. for our listeners, maybe some of them don't know. So tell us about the name. Yeah. So we um, actually rebranded about four years ago. And when they were talking about what do we do, we kept coming back to, you know, we support the business owner, we bring in their crew, we're helping with their technology. And um, 
this is reality television. I can't claim it's from like a book or anything, but there was a show called Below Deck, which I really liked because I just love learning about people's different lifestyles and, and jobs. And there was always this position, a bosun. And when I looked up the definition, it said it was in charge of the equipment and crew and responsible for reporting to the captain. And I said, well, that's what we are. You know, the business owner is the captain and we become responsible for the equipment and the crew and making sure that things are running. So that's where the name came from. I'm glad I asked you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I knew Bosun had to do with operations and being kind of the middle person uh, yep. in everything. So I, I get it. Great name. Nicole, yeah. thank you so much for participating. I I know uh, your sharing it will be a benefit to my my customers, my listeners, and uh, that's valuable to me. Uh, I wish you every possible future success. Thank you so much, Robert. It was pleasant being here today. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us for Conversations with Achievers. If you or someone you know would make a good guest for this weekly show, the details are at therobertwhite.com and click on podcasts. I'm looking for businessmen and women with a story to tell, stories that might benefit other owners and executives. If you got some value from this program, I'd really appreciate you sharing about it on social media and just mentioned www.therobertwhite.com slash podcast. Of course, subscribing means you won't miss a show and rating the podcast positively will leave Robert smiling. I'm building a movement here for leaders, leaders who want to succeed in business, succeed with their families, have fun, and contribute toward making the world a better place. It's special to me that you chose to listen. I look forward to connecting again next week. Remember, reach out to me anytime with any questions or concerns at therobertwhite.com. Bye for now.